The Alabama Crops Report podcast, your trusted information source for Alabama agriculture. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alabama Crops Report podcast. I'm Dr. Amanda Shear, an extension plant pathologist. And I'm Caitlin Kessheimer, extension entomologist. And we're excited to be here on another episode of the podcast and very excited for our guest today, which I'm sure many of our listeners will be glad to hear from. Today, we have our new extension grain crops agronomist, Dr. Eros Francisco, who just started this month. And Dr. Francisco will be working in agronomics in corn, wheat, sorghum, and also other crops like sorghum, barley, rye, oats. Eros, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, so we got you right at the beginning. So you've only been on campus for a short time, correct? Yes, no, only for one week. Wow, so definitely brand new to the team, but Caitlin and I especially are definitely excited to have you because um, we both have responsibilities in small grains and forages. So it's just nice to have you on the team to really round out that part um, that we are kind of missing from the agronomic crops team. Yeah, we Amanda, you always talk about the disease triangle, but I feel like this can be the, the new grain crop triangle. We got insects and diseases and agronomics. And so I'm really excited on, on working with you, Eros. So something we like to do on the pod here is when we have guests, we ask them to share a fun fact about themselves so their listener, our listeners can get to know them. So what fun fact do you want to share this morning? Well, that's a good question. I never thought about having a fun fact, but <laughs> well, let's go. I've been an agronomist for 22 years, and one thing that drew my attention to agronomy was I had, I had a, a very nice friend from my childhood, and uh, his father was a farmer, and, and he, was not, he was not paying too much attention to the farm. And so his father always uh, uh, relied on me to get his attention to doing uh, farming because he would be the next generation on the farm. So uh, I was like trying to push my friend to, to be a real farmer, in fact, I got interested in, in agriculture, and so here I am, 22 years after that. Uh, well, much more time before that, but that, that was my interest in becoming a, an agronomist, helping my like friend you, to become you, a farmer. You had peer pressure, and you, you <laughs> came and had also found something that you really love. Yes, and I, and, uh, I was not a, a too much in the, in the youth uh, side of, of my, my family was... Uh, living in the city at that time. So uh, my father is a physician, but I never thought myself being a physician as well. So uh, I, that caught my attention to farming. So I think our, our listeners may notice that you do not have an Alabama accent, but it's a little bit farther away. So you came to Alabama all the way from Brazil. Yes, but we can fix that. <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> Oh, hope y'all are doing fine. <laughs> yeah, as, as a Yankee myself, I do find myself saying y'all a lot. So yeah, it, the South will grow on you. But I do have an, an experience uh, with Alabama. I was uh, a scientist visiting uh, Alabama in 2005 when I did my part of my doctorate degree in, at IFDC in North uh, Alabama in Muscle Shows, where IFDC is located. So I spent one year in Alabama. So I kind, kind of know the place and get used to know the people. And, and I love Alabama. It's a very nice place to live. 
It is. And uh, Caitlin and I are both pretty new to extension ourselves, but I grew up mostly in Florida, but I was born in Colorado and the, the Southern sayings of y'all and other, it'll just sneak up on you. And there's some words that I say that sound very Southern I've noticed. And then other words, I still have the weird Colorado Midwestern accent. So <laughs> it all, it all blends together after mm-hmm. a while. So Eros, you have a wealth of experience. You're talking 22 years as an agronomist. Can you maybe talk about some of the, the major issues that you and growers were experiencing um, maybe back in Brazil and some of the research projects that you did to, to kind of help with those issues? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I started my career after uh, my graduation working for a fertilizer plant in, in Brazil, and I was responsible for dealing with the customers for uh, product quality. And uh, I was visiting many fields at that time uh, because farmers complain about uh, fertilizer quality, due to, mostly due to the dust uh, that uh, is in part of the product, uh, basically mostly related to KCL, to potash. Uh, but any, anyways, the day-by-day basis of, of a farm in Brazil is, uh, is very hard. Uh, well, farming is hard. Farming is uh, for brave ones because you've got to, wake up early, uh, still up too late, and you spend most of your day in the sun collecting soil samples or uh, scouting fields, uh, running machines. So it's, it's um, a, a tough uh, profession to, um, to, to have. But anyways, then um, I went back to the university and got my degrees. Well, my first degree, in my master was in crop science. Uh, I studied the soybean uh, relationship with the cropping systems regarding uh, anticipating fertilization for a different crop. Uh, in the time we use a uh, very new crop growing in the crop, uh, moving in, in, the, in the cropping systems. And that was back in 2001. Uh, so the idea was to uh, release the pressure of, of the planting time for soybean and try to uh, put the fertilizer into the field uh, in the previous crop. And it did work. At that time, we found out that it was possible, uh, depending on the soil fertility that we were dealing. But then farmers adopted that as a, as a recommended practice. And if you go in Brazil nowadays, most of, uh, of the cropping systems rely on applying fertilizer in a different crop and also applying previous to planting so they can they can plant uh, at planting they just apply the seed and it goes very fast recently i was working one with one client because i would i became then i'm kind of uh, moving forward in my uh, description but lately i was working as a crop consultant and one of my clients uh, he was able to to grow, to plant uh, 2000 acres a day so it's a, it's a lot and it moves fast. If you, if you blink, they are already done. So, uh, it's, uh, so it was a nice uh, management practice to develop at that time. Then I uh, got my doctorate in uh, soil and plant nutrition. Um, and then I became a professor in a, in a private college and also at the federal University in Mato Grosso, which is my home state in Brazil. I kind of experienced uh, teaching for uh, a couple of years 
And then I moved to a research extension, uh, research institution in my state, and I developed many projects of research. And during, in, and during that time, I, I learned to, to uh, meet with the farmers and understand what are their needs from the research perspective. As an extensionist, you, you've got to understand what are the needs from that, from that side, not from your side. It's complicated if you, if you try to present the ideas uh, to a farmer if he's not interested in that idea, if, if your idea is not too good to the system. So you have to come around the farmers and, and understand what are the difficulties related to the cropping systems. Is that uh, seed depth? Is that variety? Is that fungicide application? Is that managing uh, insects? Is that harvesting? So what is going on in the cropping system that you have to, to help the farmers to go across so, uh, or to overcome? So that's what I'm trying to do. And I always try to focus my research on the cropping systems, not in my own ideas and, and, and try to fit my ideas to the farmer. No, that's going it, to, it has to be the opposite. You have to learn farmers, learn to the farmers and, and let them guide your ideas and, and your uh, steps uh, through research. And then I, have, I had a, a very nice experience with I, uh, IPNI, the International Plant Nutrition Institute, uh, since 2012 to 2019. I, I had the opportunity to visit the different countries, uh, Malaysia, China, Germany, um, Argentina, uh, Chile, uh, Canada, United States. And that gave me a, a broad perspective of, of of agriculture across the, the globe, uh, from, from wheat to peanuts to palm trees and, and many other crops. And the funny thing is, it's, it's kind of the same. Even in Malaysia, if you're uh, running through a, a palm uh, uh, orchard, the system is uh, almost like a, a wheat field. Uh, you got plants, you got plants in, in a row, uh, you have to count the number of leaves, you have to uh, count the number of uh, fruits that the palm is uh, bearing. The, the only difference is uh, wheat you have 90 days to harvest, you know, while the palm will take like two years to, to harvest the, the branch. So, but the, uh, the agronomy side is almost, it's, it's the same. Then when I, I, IPNI decided to shut down uh, its activities, then when I moved to uh, to the private sector and, and started a crop consultant firm uh, myself, and then I I could enter the farm in a in a in a way that I had to solve problems and the day by day basis uh, for the farmers. So that uh, kind of gave me even more experience to understand how the farmer thinks and and what he has to deal in a day-by-day -day basis. Yeah, you said a couple of yeah. things there that I want to just kind of reiterate that I really also like too, that you said, you know, to, to farm is to be brave. And I think that's mm -hmm. a really good point too, because there's there's so many risk factors. If, if Adam was here, he'd comment on risk. Um, but yeah, there's so many risk factors associated with farming. And then the second point is, 
you know, we can't do as researchers, all the things that we want to do, you know, our research programs are driven by the needs of our stakeholders. And so it sounds like you're a really good fit for this position. And I imagine a lot of us are, are really excited to have you here. And so have you given any thought to maybe some of the projects that you're hoping to get involved with here in Alabama? I'm trying to meet with different uh, professors and, and seek their uh, needs, what they, what they need to understand in the whole cropping system, uh, if they need assistance. So, and also I, I would like very much to visit with farmers and to the extension, extension agents across the, the state. And because I, I need to have that perspective, that, that local perspective that they have, each region has uh, a challenge. Uh, it is weather, it is soil, uh, it is a uh, insect, uh, it is a uh, practice management. What kind of detail is missing or is complicating uh, the farming to move on? So uh, that's my goal in this first month is to visit to, uh, with many uh, farmers I can and the agents to bring back to office this, this whole contest and then start writing proposals. Uh, because I said, that's the way I like to go. I like to hear uh, the needs first and then propose what, what, how to move forward. And Eros, that's, you know, one of the great things about having a split research and extension appointment. I feel, you know, we get a lot of our feedback and ideas too, just from talking with growers and then you're conducting research that they're directly interested in that's going to help them on their farm. And I really like your ideas of going out and meeting the, the producers and utilizing our REAs. We have a a lot of young new REAs to the team that are really excited to get out there. And I know they'd be more than happy to help you make those connections. Um, and that kind of gets me curious, you know, you, you've done quite a few different things in your career, um, you know, from crop consultant and, um, you know, so what drew you to this position and extension in particular, what makes you excited about extension? Well, very good question. I'm going to be very honest. The extension part, of this position. That is what I was used to do in, in Brazil, is to connect with people, is to uh, try to answer questions uh, in a way they understand. We cannot address farmers in a very high technical way, in a very high scientific ma manner. Uh, you have to speak their language. I'm not, I'm not saying that a farmer is not, is not educated. Uh, I'm saying that we in the academia, we discuss scientific subjects, and perhaps uh, we have to uh, get easy when we speak to farmers and make, make sure that they understand what we are proposing, what we are suggesting them to do, uh, which is different than what he already uh, uh, do. So what really drew my attention to this position was uh, getting to work with the, with the crops that I'm using. Uh, I'm very much used to work with soybeans and cotton. I know I know wheat, but soybeans and, and corn. I'm I'm used 20 years of experience with dealing with soybeans and, and, and corn, dealing with varieties, with hybrids, with uh, plant stands, with uh, insects and fungus and and fung uh, diseases, uh, harvesting machines and, and calibrating machines to enter the field. So that is part that I. That was I was used to do in, in Brazil and all related 
and answer questions and, and develop new practices related to, to the day by days of a farm. So, and the extinction is what I like to do. I like to get in contact with the farmer uh, to help, to help the, the, the farmer to scout a field, to look for an insect, to pull up a plant and see the roots, check for nematodes, uh, discuss soil fertility, discuss nutrient management, uh, discuss uh, fungicide application, what to, what to observe, what to take care in, a, in, in managing an insect and, and so on. So the extension part is, is what I, I do and, uh, like to do. And research, I started my career as a field researcher. So uh, I was trained to do research. I was trained to be observant of uh, details and use the methodology to answer uh, a, a, if a hypothesis is correct or no. Being able to merge my, my uh, experience in research with the extension part, that was a very happy combination that I could have with this position. Well, I know we're really excited to have you. And it sounds like you have some trips planned to go meet with REAs and meet with growers around the state. But for those growers that maybe want to get in touch with you sooner than later, what is the best way to reach you? I know you are on Twitter and you have your, your email and phone up and running already. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do have a Twitter account. I have an email. You, I can say it's efrancisco at auburn.edu. Or you can give me a call in my office. is 334-844-5450. I'm very happy to help anybody in need. So let's get together and let's make uh, Alabama more productive and more profitable because profitability is another point that a farm, uh, farmer has to uh, be aware of. And we, as extensionists and researchers, we have to put profitability in the equation for sure. Yeah. There's no management practices that we can suggest that is being costly and not profitable. So it's a burden to, to a farm if, you, if we decide to suggest costly things and not profitable ones. Absolutely. Well said. Well, thanks, Eros. It was great to have you on this episode. And I know that you'll probably be getting some phone calls and emails soon. And personally, I look forward to working with you and tackling some of the issues we have here in Alabama. Oh, I appreciate the invitation to, to speak in the podcast. So that ends our time today with Dr. Eros Francisco, an assistant professor and our new extension grain crops agronomist. We really appreciate your time today on the Alabama Crops Report podcast. And as always, if we could be any help to anyone, don't hesitate to reach out. The Alabama Crops Report podcast is a production of the Alabama Cooperative Extension System and is sponsored by Alabama Ag Credit.